Marco talking, and I will read for you the article, I found myself a despicable being, medical students face disturbing moral dilemma. The authors of this manuscript are Diego Lima Ribeiro, Marcos Costa, Esther Helmich, Debbie Yersma, and Marco Antonio de Carvalho Filho. Abstract. Context. The psychological realm of medical students' moral experiences is explored tangentially in medical education literature, often in the context of ethics or professionalism education. This study deepens our understanding by a. Investigating the nature of moral dilemmas experienced at the onset of clinical practice. b. Exploring students' emotional response to the, these dilemmas. And c. Examining how students perceive the influence of these dilemmas on their professional development. Method. This is a cross-sectional qualitative study carried out in 2017 that applied thematic template analysis to individual interviews performed with last-year medical students. The interviews followed the drawing of a rich picture representing moral dilemmas experienced by medical students at the onset of clinical practice. Results. Moral dilemmas have four intertwined dimensions. The first relates to students' struggle to prioritize, balance, and apply conflicting moral values. The second comprises the clash between students' inner motivation and the external constraints that limit the moral action. The third refers to the conflict between students' current attitudes with the desired-slash-idealized attitudes of the doctor they intend to become. And the fourth corresponds to weighing conflicting ethical principles during the moral decision. Students' emotional responses are intense and long-lasting and with a remarkable residue effect, particularly when the moral decision does not align with their moral beliefs. Moral dilemmas are impactful experiences that affect the professional development of medical students and can culminate in both detachment and growth in moral courage. Conclusion Moral dilemmas are memorable, complex, and emotionally intense experiences that impact the professional development of medical students. Understanding students' moral dilemmas can help educators to devise pedagogical activities to anticipate and reflect on these experiences. These activities should happen under the guidance of a non-judgmental facilitator capable of listening and legitimating students' thoughts and feelings while providing insights to nurture their professional development. Introduction Medical training is a moral endeavor. During the undergraduate course, to honor the social contract of the medical profession, medical students need to embrace a set of ethical principles autonomy, beneficence, non-maleficence, and social justice, and moral values including respect, compassion, integrity, and honesty. Internalizing these principles and values is crucial to becoming a doctor, but not enough to succeed. At the onset of clinical practice, medical students also need to articulate different and often conflicting personal and professional values meaningfully to decide the best course of action in complex clinical cases. To find the best course of action, medical students struggle to signify, deal, and cope with different moral dilemmas. Moral dilemmas are particularly challenging when students' decisions and actions end up not aligned with their inner moral beliefs. Dealing with the consequences of such conflicting decisions may evoke intense emotional responses and affect medical students' professional development. In this study, we aim to map and understand the complexity of medical students' moral dilemmas experienced at the onset of clinical practice. We also explore students' emotional reactions and the effect of these experiences on their professional development. We believe that this understanding is vital to guide the design of tailored pedagogical strategies 
to nurture and support students' personal and professional development. In medical education literature, the psychological realm of medical students' moral experiences is explored tangentially in the context of professionalism or clinical ethics education. The focus of these educational interventions often relies on understanding the right professional behavior or applying the right ethical principle in a particular conflicting circumstance. However, observing students' moral experiences in the light of professionalism or behavior rules may not be sufficient to capture their complexity and depth. Research shows that these moral experiences, particularly moral dilemmas, may represent a source of emotional suffering and impact students' professional development. We define a moral dilemma as a situation in which students have to deal with two or more conflicting values and the available choices support mutually inconsistent courses of action. We believe that without a deeper understanding of these moral dilemmas, medical educators may not succeed in supporting students' development. We claim that to move the focus of teaching professionalism by sharing behavioral rules to nurturing professional identity formation, clinical teachers and medical educators need to understand how students deal with the challenge of applying the professional values of the medical community in the context of real clinical activities. In other words, medical educators need to understand how students develop a medical morality. In our study, we define moral values as the desirable characteristics of an individual that are relevant to living a good life. Medical educators consider internalizing values such as altruism, justice, courage, integrity, respect, and fidelity as vital to become a good professional. However, developing a medical morality involves not only internalizing the professional values, but also learning how to balance these values with personal values while making wise moral decisions aiming for patients' benefits. Interestingly, emotions can influence the engagement of medical students with moral dilemmas. There is a vast and diverse literature on moral judgments, reasoning, and its development, and in our study, we align with Heidegger's synthesis, in which the author suggests that we activate two distinct mental processes to reach a moral decision. One is automatic, fast, and subconscious, occurs under a strong influence of affective modulation, and is called moral intuition. Moral intuition relies on good, bad, like-dislike reaction. The second mental process is slow, conscious, and affordable, occurs through a cognitive process of balancing different perspectives, and is called moral reasoning. Moral reasoning also suffers the influence of primary affective modulation, but, at the same time, relies on searching for and weighing evidence. When facing a moral decision, we have a first automatic judgment driven by our moral intuition. After this first response, we may or may not engage in a moral reasoning process. When we engage the moral reasoning process, it often corroborates or justifies our gut feeling, our moral intuition. However, the moral reasoning process can also change our first judgment, mainly when an internal drive or external questioning triggers the deepening of the reflection process. Hence, students' emotional responses to moral dilemmas may modulate both their moral intuition and reasoning and influence the decision-making process. Moral decision-making may be especially emotional and overwhelming when medical students are dealing with moral dilemmas at the onset of clinical practice. Although the trajectory to become a doctor varies worldwide in terms of duration, it shares a similar overall structure. 
preclinical training, undergraduate clinical training, specialized postgraduate training, and independent practice. The transition from classroom education to the real clinical scenario exposes students to healthcare complexity and is an emotional moment accompanied by intense and transformative learning. This transition is challenging, particularly in context of underfinanced and disorganized healthcare systems, and may lead to unintended and harmful consequences, such as empathy loss, burnout, cynicism, and emotional suffering. When dealing with moral dilemmas in this period of transition, the clash between different perspectives and values often brings an extra burden for her junior and inexperienced professionals. For instance, in the context of a group or team, different viewpoints need to be considered and balanced before reaching a final moral decision. The different moral stances of patients and families need to be weighed and the constraints of the healthcare system also impact on the moral decision. Thereafter, these decisions often have a degree of imperfection and doctors and medical students alike should ponder, anticipate and deal with the consequences of their actions. Considering this complexity and uncertainty, it is understandable that moral dilemmas can evoke intense emotional responses such as frustration, anger and anxiety and often lead to emotional exhaustion, compassion fatigue, emotional dissonance and feelings of abandonment by their organization and peers. Considering the foreseen complexity of students' moral dilemmas, we believe that the professional and ethical dimensions are not enough to comprehend these experiences fully. Medical educators need to include the emotional and personal dimensions in this equation. For instance, although there is a general agreement on the relevance of medical students' emotional responses to these dilemmas, we still have only a superficial understanding of how these emotional responses happen, for how long, and with what consequences for their professional development. Besides, we still do not know how these emotions influence students' future professional behavior and identity development. Clinical educators may take advantage of understanding the complexity of students' moral dilemmas to devise specific pedagogical interventions to support and nurture students' professional development towards patient-centered care based on the values of the medical profession. This study aims to contribute to the discussion on medical students' professional development by exploring the following research question. A. What is the nature of the moral dilemmas experienced by medical students at the onset of clinical practice? B. How do medical students emotionally react to those dilemmas? And C. How do medical students understand the impact of those dilemmas on their professional development? Method Design This is a cross-sectional qualitative study that applied template analysis, a variation of thematic analysis, to a data corpus consisted of individual interviews complemented by the visual, visual method called Rich Pictures. Our data analysis aligns with a social constructivist paradigm which acknowledges the multiplicity of interpretations of what we call reality. Context. We carried out the study with six-year students from a medical school in Brazil. In Brazil, the medical course is six-year long and during the last two years, medical students engage in daily clinical activities often with a protagonist role. Recently graduate students can practice independently without additional residency training, which justifies this early engagement in intense clinical practice. The interviews were conducted with students during their sixth year, which means that students had at least one year of in-hospital clinical practice, a year when they progressively 
become more autonomous. Participants. We invited students from different rotation groups, genders, and socioeconomic contexts to participate. We were particularly interested in students willing to share their experiences, so we adopted the following strategy. DLR, the main author, approached students' groups during their clinical rotations when he explained the research and its methodology. Afterward, DLR waited for the ones interested in participating to come after him and schedule the interview. This strategy helped us to identify students highly motivated and open to share their dilemmas. In the agreed day, students signed the consent term, drew a rich picture, and were interviewed. In total, 13 students, 12% of the whole last year's students, volunteered to participate, seven, seven females and six males, with an average of 23.8 years. Rich picture. The rich picture is a visual method derived from systems engineering that uses pictorial representations to capture an individual's perspective of a situation, including objects, ideas, people, character, emotions, conflict, and prejudice. The rich picture method instigates participants to think differently about their experiences and express ideas that are difficult to put into words, uncovering, taking for granted perceptions and assumptions. In medical education research, the rich pictures have been used to explore complex situations such as emotional reactions and motivation of trainees, medical expert judgments, and learning in the clinical environment. Considering the emotional aspects of moral dilemmas and their expected complexity, we hypothesized that rich pictures would add to traditional interviews by allowing participants to deepen their reflections and bring the emotional and subconscious aspects of their experiences. Data collection. First, DLR oriented the participants to draw a real situation that happened during a clinical rotation in which they experienced a moral dilemma. DLR explained the concept of a moral dilemma as described in Appendix 1. Next, the participants were left alone in a private room for 20 minutes with a large sheet of paper, 11.7 by 16.5 inches, and a selection of gray and colored pencils and markers to make the drawing. After that, DLR returned to the room to interview the participants. Average time equals 37 minutes. The interviews were organized into five steps as described in Appendix 1. Data Analysis We, use a we used a visual approach to analyze the rich pictures and applied template analysis to make sense of the data collected through both pictures and interviews. Template analysis. DLR and MACF independently read the first four transcripts and come up with an initial coding by identifying participants' descriptions of conflicts, decisions, actions, behaviors, attitudes, and emotions. Next, the two researchers consolidate the codes into preliminary themes through an iterative, collaborative, and consensual process. DLR translated the same four interviews into English. MC and EH had access to the translated interviews and joined the discussion to deepen the understanding of the themes and, identity and identify gaps in the data that required additional exploration. MC is fluent in Portuguese, knows the Brazilian context, and was able to read the original transcripts. MACF and MC who are also bilingual, read and checked the translation at group meetings and helped EH and DJ to make sense of what was being said in the interviews whenever an element was not understood. They also guaranteed that the translation was faithful to the meanings conveyed, especially when metaphors, slangs, or idiomatic expressions were used. At the end of this stage, DLR, MACF, MC, and EH generated the first template. 
Next, DLR performed, transcribed, and coded nine additional interviews. DLR and MACF used the first template to explore further the next interviews, also in an iterative process, qualifying and refining the analysis. The template matured after each interview by the incorporation, elaboration, suppression, or transformation of the previous thing. Whenever necessary, the research team generated new codes to capture new meanings not yet covered by the preliminary codes and themes. DLR and MACF had regular meetings with MC and EH after each actualization of the template to elaborate further on the themes and mature, mature the templates. In parallel to the interviews, each one of the drawings was independently analyzed in group sessions with the participation of DLR, AG, MC, MACF, and DJ. The group sessions followed the same structure. First, DLR presented the drawing to the researchers who were not familiar with the interview's content. The researchers engaged in a conversation to describe the picture without further interpreting its meaning. At this stage, the researchers focus on the utilization of space, colors, metaphors, and symbols. Second, the researchers discuss the possible interpretations of the drawing elements and try to figure out the message conveyed. Third, the LR shared the story behind the picture and discuss it with the group to broaden the understanding of the situation and explore its nuances always returning to the research question in a meaning-making exercise. The group tried to identify the dilemmas at hand, its constituent elements, the values involved, the main characters, students' emotional responses, and the consequences for their professional development. Each session lasted around one hour and was taped by DLR, who kept a logbook of the meetings to elaborate on the issues discussed and cross-reference them with the transcribed interviews. The logbooks were essential to keep track of the reflective process. We also performed two gallery walks to analyze the visual data. A gallery walk is a session in which we expose all the drawings together and discuss similarities and discrepancies intending to further elaborate on the research questions. The gallery walk sessions relied on researchers from our rich picture research group. During the gallery walk, the researchers reflected on the specificities of the students' experiences, cultural, clinical, and environmental, grabbing particular attention to the graphical representation intensity of the students' emotional reaction. During the gallery walk, DLR made notes to capture new insights and understands that understandings that could inform data analysis. The process of data analysis constantly informed the process of data collection and vice versa, allowing to build mind maps showing all the elements of rich pictures and interviews to construct a coherent story and ex examine whether those dimensions summarize the data sufficiently. Similarly, the analysis of the interviews and drawings happened dialogically. We seized data collection after 13 interviews when our understanding of the research question reached a satisfactory level of complexity. DLR and MACF presented the first draft of the final templates to EH and MC. EH and MC applied the templates to a sample of two interviews to explore missing themes and check their accuracy. Finally, all the authors engaged in a final discussion and agreed on the final version of the template. Research group and reflexivity. Our research group included people with different and complementary expertise that we judged relevant for the process of data analysis. DLR and MACF are medical doctors and clinical teachers with experience in undergraduate and postgraduate medical education who have worked in the same institution where the data were collected. EH and MC are also medical doctors and clinical teachers working in a different country within a different context. DJ is a full professor in medical education 
with vast experience in qualitative research and comes from a different professional background. EH, MC and DJ were responsible for helping DLR and MACF to analyze the data through a different perspective, making strange what was already accepted as natural or part of the culture. EH and MACF have experience in using visual methods in medical education research. Results. All rich pictures depicted complex real-life situations in which students experienced a moral dilemma in clinical practice. We identified three main themes in our data. Moral dilemmas are complex and multidimensional. Moral dilemmas are memorable and intense emotional experiences with long-lasting consequences. And moral dilemmas impact on professional identity development. We present each theme along with a specific template, tables 1 and 2, with representative quotations and an example of a rich picture, figures 1, 2, 4. Moral dilemmas are complex and multidimensional. Moral dilemmas faced by medical students are complex, multifaceted situations with at least four dimensions, as shown in template 1, table 1, and figure 1. The first dimension happens in the psychological realm of students and refers to their struggle to prioritize, balance, and apply conflicting moral values in the context of real clinical interaction. Students need to make choices, choices that always lead to some degree of perceived loss. In this process of developing hierarchy of values and making a choice, students realize that moral decisions are often imperfect. This imperfection brings to light the conflict between students' idealized view of medical practice and the reality of clinical work. This first dimension is the most complex and different internal conflicts can coexist in the same moral dilemma. Table 1. The second dimension comprises the clash between the inner motivation of students grounding the moral values with the external circumstances that constrain the decision-making, such as the hierarchical clinical environment or the lack of structure and organization of the healthcare system. Students often feel oppressed by the interaction with the supervisor or multi-professional team, both perceived as authoritarian. The perceived lack of support from peers often represents an additional challenge. As a result, students struggle to align their internal values with the contextual constraints and to nurture the moral courage necessary to fight the system, stay faithful to their beliefs, and pursue patient-centered care. Table 1. The third dimension relates to the conflict between students' current attitudes and moral decisions with the desired, idealized attitudes of the doctor they intend to become. This dimension differs from the second because it does not focus on the present situation. It refers to students' reflections on the impact of the experienced moral dilemmas on their future self-image and identity as graduate doctors. Students feel the urge to incorporate the values of the medical profession and harmonize them with their values, a harmonization that's crucial for their professional identity development. However, students realize that to become the doctors they once idealized, they must strive to modulate the system, engage in a process of continuous improvement, deal with the hierarchical boundaries, and stand up for their values. The fourth dimension of moral dilemmas relates to the conflict between ethical principles that students need to balance during the moral decision-making. This dimension is the most external and has a normative nature as it relates to the application of ethical norms and principles to clinical decisions. Students struggle to decide 
what is the ethical principle that should prevail in each one of the challenging situations they face to guarantee patient-centered and socially just care. Figure 1. The bottomless road. The student, Rose Fixius' name, depicts the experience of caring for an 18-year-old man, Luca Fixius' name, with end-stage cancer. Luca was admitted to the hospital, and Rose was responsible for evaluating him every morning and discussing his case with the multi-professional team. Rose was very critical about the therapeutic plan, mainly because it included procedures perceived as futile, such as daily blood transfusions, represented by the tap with blood drops on the drawing. Rose was also uncomfortable with the team's decision of not disclosing to Luca the terminality of his condition. After two weeks of clinical deterioration, Rose decided to tell the truth, in her words, to Luca, a decision that is represented on the drawing by Rose giving him a key. By being honest with Luca, Rose, Rose felt she was disobeying a direct order from their supervisors. The following day, Luca died. Rose felt a mix of pride and guilty, both related to her finding the courage to be honest, both still present in the day she made the drawing, although the situation had happened two years before the interview. The title of the picture, The Bottomless Role, refers to the fertility of transfusing blood to a terminal patient that has uncontrollable bleeding. At the bottom of the drawing, the female character trying to close the hole that's leaking blood is the mother, mother of the patient. At the top right, the boy trying to close the tap is another patient who needs blood to survive and has a better prognosis. Second thing. Moral dilemmas are intense emotional experiences with long-lasting components. We divided the emotional responses to moral dilemmas into A, the emotions aroused during the moral reasoning, and B, the emotions aroused after the moral decision was made. Table, table 2, template 2, and figure 2. During the reasoning process, students had emotions related to distress such as anger, anxiety, and freeze, combined or not with different levels of detachment and a willingness to run away. I tried to show that I felt imprisoned like I was behind bars. I felt as evil as she, the supervisor. Do you know? I felt small. I felt very small. I could, I could not look at his, his, the patient's eyes. I felt like I was locked inside me. I felt like I had a heavy weight over my heart. I felt very bad. I felt like I was bleeding inside. I could not breathe. My lung was blocked. My heart was bleeding locked too, as if it had a weight over it. I could not talk also. And that, as we can see in the drawing, the blue petal, it is because I remember that I was sweating a lot, that I was trembling a lot. I saw myself very negative, very wrong. I saw myself as a trash bag like that, like a piece of shit, an awful thing. As if I was blindfolded. Then I said to him, look, the results of the exam are not ready yet. I mean, my boss said that probably when you came back to the oncology clinic, they will explain to you what's going on. I lied to him, you got it? Students respond in two different ways. When the moral decision did not align with students' beliefs and morality, they felt mostly negative emotions such as frustration, disgust, shame, solitude, and sadness. I should have been more honest with this guy, the patient, you know, but I could not go back in time. I would like to come back and change things, so I started feeling that I had a black cloud over me, crying all the time, was crying a lot. I could not come back. Do you understand me? 
when the moral decision did align with students' morality, students mainly felt positive emotions such as pride, peace, courage, and happiness. Table 2, Template 2, and Figure 3. Medical students' emotional responses are very intense during the dilemmas and were evoked again during the interviews. Several students experienced guilt, shame, and anger, and even cried during the interviews. The students thought that drawing and talking about the experiences brought them a feeling of closure as they could finally find peace. It's worth mentioning that some of the experiences were older than two years when the drawings were made. Figure 2. The Lie of the Losers The student, Marta Fixius' name, portrays the situation of a patient, Joseph Fixius' name, who had skin cancer, melanoma, and was being followed by two medical specialties, oncology and gastrosurgery. Joseph had an antecedent of ocular melanoma treated with surgery and had been submitted to a complementary exam to investigate the presence of metastatic disease. Marta was responsible for Joseph's consultation at the gastrosurgery outpatient clinic. And during the consultation, Joseph expressed to Marta his desire to know the results of the exam. Marta agreed on sharing the, res the, res the results with him if they were already available. Marta left the office to check the results and found they were positive for metastatic disease. However, during the discussion of the case, Marta's supervisor, the red-haired monster with a giant tongue on the top right of the drawing, did not give her permission to break the bad news, claiming that the oncologist should be the ones responsible for sharing the progression of the disease with Joseph. Marta followed the orientation of the supervisor and lied to Joseph, saying that the results were not ready yet. As a consequence, Marta ended up feeling incredibly frustrated and guilt, as well as ashamed, sad, and angry. She thought she was not brave enough to respect Joseph's wishes. Marta is the small, sticky figure behind bars on the drawing in the middle of a puddle of sweat and tears. The title of the picture, The Lie of the Losers, refers to how Marta perceived the situation. Doctors, including herself, as liars and cowards, and the patient as a brave person who wants to face the future with a realistic and positive attitude. Figure 3. Bubble in the Chaos The student, Albert, Fixius name, depicts an experience of being responsible for a 55-year-old patient in the emergency room during his emergency training period. When Sebastian, patient's fictitious name, came with his daughter, he was not aware of the esophagus cancer diagnosis. Albert was responsible for breaking the bad news to Sebastian. After the first conversation, which was time-restrained because of work overload, Albert felt frustrated because he could not offer Sebastian enough time to elaborate on his emotions and concerns. In the following day, during a second encounter, when Sebastian was still in the Mars department waiting to be admitted to the hospital, Albert decided to create the opportunity to deepen the conversation. Albert was capable of addressing and understanding Sebastian's feelings and anxieties and creating a welcoming environment, even in the busy emergency department, a bubble in the cows, as he called it, the circle connecting the two on the picture. Albert described the second conversation as challenging, emotionally intense, and fulfilling. Albert felt proud of himself and closer to the doctor he wishes to become. Third team. Moral dilemmas influence future behavior and professional identity development. We identified four components of the student's behavioral response to moral dilemmas. The first behavioral response is immediate and relates to moral distress. 
The students report detachment, freezing, crying, hiding, and searching for support within the team. The second response occurs during the process of moral reasoning. Some moral dilemmas happen in hours, others can take days or even weeks, depending on the nature of the clinical problem and the urge to make the moral decision. In this context, students reflect on the best strategies to deal with the situation at hand. Avoiding the situation, detaching and following the rules, conflict with defending their values, standing for their opinions, adopting a patient-centered attitude, and fighting the system. I didn't know if I would have a big fight with the team or if I would stay quiet, since I'm just a student. In drawing 9, the student communicates to the patient a therapeutic decision of the supervisor with whom the student did not agree. Here it comes. When I was talking to her, the patient, I felt like agreeing with her that the plan did not make any sense. I wanted to stand with her against the decision that was made by the supervisor. That was what I felt, but I could not do that. I had to support the opposite side, even though I did not agree with it. The third response happens after the moral dilemma ends and relates to the anticipation and planning of future behavior if similar situations arise again during their training. This third response is a process of meaning-making that helps the students to reconcile their behavior with their moral beliefs and values. I put myself in the place of the supervisor. Soon, I will be the one responsible for making decisions. I need to learn to listen to people. I need to trust the person who evaluates the patient every day. The fourth and last response is related to a reflection on the process of professional identity development. Students try to figure out how these moral dilemmas will inform their future professional behavior, taking into consideration the whole idea of becoming a doctor. I think we are responsible not only for the disease of the patient, but also for understanding the whole context of the life of the person. I think we should not simply stabilize the patient, knowing that there are so many things at stake. Figure 4. Vacant bed. The student, Carlos Fixius' name, drew the story of a patient, Suzanne Fixius' name, who was hospitalized because of abdominal trauma after being assaulted by her husband. It was the fourth time she had been beaten, and this time her gallbladder had to be surgically removed. The student was responsible for the daily evaluation of the patient, a clinical assessment that was reported every morning during the clinical round with the residents and supervisor. The surgery team decided to discharge Suzanne, even though the husband was the one who came to pick her up to take her home. The husband is the man behind the door with the knife on the left of the drawing. Carlos tried to convince the team that it would be risky to let Suzanne go with her husband. Still, the supervisor judged her recovery as complete and affirmed that they need the bed to admit a new patient from the merge department. Carlos was uncomfortable with the decision and felt that his opinion was worthless. On the drawing, as a powerful metaphor, the supervisor is the bigger figure and the only one who has a mouth, although he has no ears. The residents and the student, the smallest doctor at the bottom, with his evaluation torn, do not have mouths, only ears. Carlos was also shocked by the depersonalization of the patient. The trauma team referred to the patient by the number of the bed and not by her name. The title of the picture, Vacant Bed, refers to the perception of the student that rotating the patient was more important than providing the best care possible. Discussion. The first insight provided by our study is that indeed the development of medical morality goes beyond the internalization of values and behaviors. 
In the process of becoming a doctor, medical students aim to be accepted as part of the team and allowed to engage in clinical care. Still, they experience a tension between the values of the medical profession and the workplace culture. Particularly in the context of moral dilemmas, medical students often feel like they are betraying their patients and themselves and risking their integrity and dignity. Consequently, they feel frustrated, demotivated, detached, and alienated. The second insight is that students need support during their moral development, which is indissociable from developing a medical identity. The ancient Greeks understood moral development as growth in virtue. Aristotle claimed that the virtuous person is the one capable of transforming the disposition to do good into a virtuous action, which demands a specific kind of wisdom and courage. Ancient Greek philosophers called this practical wisdom phronesis, which is the ability to align behaviors and attitudes with moral values. Greek philosophers considered reaching phronesis a crucial component of living a good life. Following this line of thought, living a good professional life or developing good medical professionalism relies on reaching a professional phronesis, that is, doctors should develop the capacity to apply the values of the medical profession wisely while solving clinical problems and interacting with patients, families, and colleagues. Furthermore, the medical literature has shown the need for pedagogical practices to discuss, address, support, and prepare medical students to develop the necessary moral courage to reach this professional phronesis. Otherwise, students feel trapped between the idealized view of medical training and the reality of clinical care, which can be emotionally exhausting. In fact, students' negative emotional reactions were so intense that they wanted to escape from the situations, hide, and suppress their emotions. When talking about the dilemmas, students cried, hit the table, and spoke aloud, showing that the emotional reaction had a remarkable residual effect. This lengthy period of emotional responses associated with this strong residual effect may indicate that students often lack a sense of closure and fail to cope with and make sense of the moral dilemmas. This lack of closure may lead students to avoid new similar clinical experiences which may hamper their professional development by preventing them from living and learning from the situations which they struggle the most. By contrast, medical students also manifested positive emotions, especially when they found the moral courage to stand and fight for the values or when, at least, they were able to reflect on the experiences and learn from them. The positive emotions such as pride and happiness brought a strong sense of professional fulfillment, which stimulates students to engage with subsequent clinical experiences. Our data suggests that these positive emotions are related to higher levels of engagement in clinical care and function as a positive reinforcement for professional development. Practical Implications a critical question for medical educators is, how could we transform moral dilemmas into meaningful learning experiences? We believe that first, medical educators, especially clinical teachers, should acknowledge the complexity and ambiguity of these experiences and welcome students' emotional responses into a safe, open, and horizontal dialogue. Second, it is essential to search for role models with a consolidated professional identity who are capable of aligning personal and professional identities under the same moral umbrella. Role models who, nurtured by a repertoire of previous experiences, can cope, signify, and deal with the emotions aroused when facing moral dilemmas. Role models capable of respecting students and opening a communication channel for students to share their traumatic experiences. If such role models are not available in the clinical rotations, 
we advocate for the creation of mentoring groups dedicated to discussing moral dilemmas under the guidance of facilitators with regulatory powers, that is, facilitators with the prerogative of advocating for the students, empowered to intervene when students feel distressed or harassed. This regulatory power may be essential to protect students from harmful experiences that could negatively impact their professional development. Third, we believe students should benefit from continuous cycles of facilitated reflection and supportive feedback during moral decision-making. The reflection should start with unveiling the dimensions presented in a dilemma and searching for the latent conflicts that will ask for moral courage to be dealt with and solved. Senior doctors acting as facilitators could nurture students' moral courage by reinforcing the legitimacy of students' views when these views match the values of good medical practice. When students' perspectives conflict with the desirable medical morality, senior doctors could engage in a horizontal dialogue, helping students to understand the possible flaws in their moral reasoning. When dealing with the contradictory, senior doctors need to police themselves to avoid being judgmental and authoritarian, which could harden the internal conflicts of students. In extremely conflicting cases, medical students could ask senior doctors to join in the decision-making process and directly interact with other professionals to alleviate the burden on students. Also, reflection cycles could offer students an opportunity to both find emotional closure and seize the positive aspects of the experience. In a safe and constructive environment, students can handle the anger, guilty and frustration arising from moral dilemmas and transform the initially avoiding freezing attitude into the necessary moral courage to fight for their patients' interests. Even when students fail to behave accordingly to their beliefs, guided reflection may reframe the frustrating experiences, soften the burden of feeling guilty or ashamed, and prepare students for engaging the next cases. Finally, these reflection cycles would help students to further their learning beyond finding the right moral decision by creating awareness about themselves, their values, beliefs, and emotions. In summary, these cycles would help students discover and enact who they are and will be as doctors, facilitating the integration of both identities, personal and professional, into a meaningful whole. Moral dilemmas bring opportunities to discuss the intersection between students' personal and professional development. Supporting students to deal with moral dilemmas involves acknowledging the legitimacy of students' values and engaging in a meaningful conversation about how to align these personal values with the emerging professional identity, an identity that needs to honor the social contract of medicine while staying faithful to students' personalities. Senior doctors could bring the relevant experiences, especially the ones that had unfavorable outcomes, but ended up being transformed into meaningful learning experiences. Understanding how senior doctors dealt with these situations and the related anxiety and suffering may prompt students' insights on how they will develop a similar competence in the context of their personalities and clinical experiences. Embodying the emotions in the learning activities means creating opportunities for students to identify and express their emotions openly and safely without feeling judged or awkward. The facilitators may take advantage of the safe space to legitimate students' emotional reactions, which may be the first step for them to modulate and integrate these emotions into their professional identity and clinical practice. Again, senior doctors can share with students their strategy for regulating emotions, which can be insightful for both seniors and novices. After sharing and reflecting on the experiences, students need to engage in the process of meaning-making. 
Making sense of moral dilemmas depends upon understanding how this experience will influence the next professional choices and attitude. In the short run, it's essential to keep students engaged in clinical activities and prevent detachment. We believe that supportive activities described in the previous paragraphs can help with this challenge. However, facing a moral dilemma can become a moment of doubt regarding becoming a doctor. Also, moral dilemmas may influence specialty choice as some dilemmas are more prevalent in certain specialties. For instance, performing an abortion, a common dilemma for obstetricians, or limiting treatment at the end of life, a common dilemma for intensivists. Students can feel lost and their sense of belonging to the medical community can decrease after such experiences. At the same time, these doubts are essential and constitutive elements of a conscious and informed choice about the future specialty. Senior doctors can also give legitimacy to these doubts by sharing similar experiences from their trajectory, having the opportunity to recognize the same insecurities on their role models paths can be reassuring and provide a motivational boost. In summary, pedagogical activities to prepare students to deal with moral dilemmas should rely on the anticipation of these dilemmas, followed by reflective moments that should occur in a safe environment under the guidance of a skillful, non-judgmental facilitator, a facilitator capable of listening and giving legitimacy to students' thoughts and feelings while providing insights to nurture their future professional development. Limitations. Our research has significant limitations. First, the value of expressing, expressing and dealing with emotion is under the influence of culture. In Brazilian culture, emotions are embraced as a natural and often welcome asset of good communication. Possibly, the emotional reactions would be expressed differently in other contexts. Second, in the Brazilian medical education context, medical students' transition to independent practice occurs abruptly and earlier in the medical course than in North American and European medical schools. Perhaps, in contexts where the transition to practice is more gradual, students face similar dilemmas but in a stage when they are more mature and prepared to handle them. Third, moral values and their applications are also culturally dependent, which influences the general, generalizability of our finds. Fourth, although we explored the impact of moral dilemmas on the students' professional development, we did not follow our subjects longitudinally, which would possibly provide different data and insights. For instance, Longitudinal data could help us deepen our understanding of medical students' coping mechanisms and explore how emotional reactions evolve and influence students' well-being. Fifth, although the rich picture method is gaining popularity and rigor, there are still challenges related to finding the best way to analyze the drawing. However, the quality of the data obtained in this study speaks in favor of using this methodology to enrich interviews when dealing with sensitive subjects. Finally, we translated the interviews from Portuguese to English to allow researchers with different cultural backgrounds to engage in data interpretation, broadening our perspectives. However, during the translation, nuances and meanings can be lost, preventing a full comprehension of patients' perspectives. We minimize this impact by having frequent reading together sessions with the non-Portuguese speakers of our research group. Conclusion. Medical students' moral dilemmas at the onset of clinical practice are memorable, multidimensional, and emotionally intense experiences that impact students' professional and moral development. Understanding these experiences can help educators to devise pedagogical strategies to support students during the process of becoming a doctor. Acknowledgement. The authors thank the students who are brave enough to share their experiences and Frederick Rafferty for the insights, discussions, and review of the first draft of this manuscript.